going to have uh, Larry and Melanie come up, and we'll just do a little bit of shifting while they come. We're glad you're here tonight. Is anybody new? Is this anybody their first time here tonight? Oh, nice to see you, Joyce. Thank you for coming out. It's your first time. Thank His you. mercies are new every morning. Yeah, her mercies are new. But Amen. <laughs> oh, Amen. you too. Thank you, Dee. New creation. All right. Larry and Melanie are coming up. We're going to do a little sh chair shifting here. This is how they do it in Kentucky. You sit down, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jesus. Here you go, Melanie. Here you go, Larry. You know what to do with that, right? Yeah, it's your first time. <laughs> Oh, hot diggity dog. <laughs> Actually, I can't see anybody. There we go. Oh, there you are. There you are. There's the audience. As we begin, I want to share a visual illustration of the power in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And we saw this with 1,200 radical Pakistanis, <laughs> most of which were not believers. But at the end, most were believers. <laughs> and I was nervous. Um, I think the media team was nervous. <laughs> They'd never done this before. Our team here, all duck soup, but Amen. a little different there. And. Uh, so I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I kept getting this song, the name of Jesus. So I wrote it out, every detail, and the connection was bad, and I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and so I stood up, and I began to speak the name of Jesus. I went through the entire song, didn't sing, I just spoke it. And... I don't really remember what else happened. Melanie was there with me. I, I witnessed it. He spoke the words of the song that we yeah, just yeah. sang. And Holy Spirit fell. It was amazing that people started crying and started coming running. forward. And the worship just burst forth. Yeah. And all we did, all Larry did was speak the name of right. Jesus. That's right. And it was such a blessing to get to witness that. And the night before, we yeah. were worshiping with that song. Yeah, all night. All night. Oh, almost all night. <laughs> so there is such power oh, in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. Ten minutes is all we did. Yes. And people were running. You don't know what, what they're running to. No invitation. Running to, run to get healed. That's There's right. There's like 100 people at the altar, right? Yes. And a keys. <laughs> you know, Pastor Keys, uh, Wes, um, he turned the audience. There's one lady in front of the camera. She's on the floor, on, on the grass or whatever, right there. And she's, except she's speaking Pakistani. And so 
And he turns to me and he said, Pastor Larry, this woman came as a mute and now she's speaking the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. We go, whoa. That's the name of Jesus. The testimonies that came forth, and I have a hundred testimonies. Um, I'll just give a few of them that are astounding. There are 12 stroke victims. Now, I've had a mini stroke, and our son-in-law had a stroke that lasted one year, almost killed him. They had 12 strokes instantaneously healed, some of which were over three years running. There's a man who I say had leprosy, but they didn't call leprosy. He had major skin problems, all of his, his, his uh, skin was filled with pus and all this other gross stuff. Well, that leprosy, guys, call like it is, instantly healed. Hallelujah. There's someone with a brain tumor scheduled for an Woo. operation, and she got completely healed, went to the doctor the next day and said, where did the tumor go? Well, Jesus took care of the Ooh, tumor. Thank you, right. Jesus. Ooh. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Broken legs, healed. Amen. Broken arms, healed. Praise God. Other skin problems, healed. That's Jesus. And I have faith for that. But I don't need faith for that. I have Jesus. <laughs> and that's all that matters. If you've got Jesus... I hope that the new song says, I've got it all, right? That's we right. listen to country <laughs> western. Most of the Christian music in Kentucky is country western. <laughs> and if I start speaking country western, you'll forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to it all the time. And That's I love right. it. I just love it. It makes sense to me. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You want to start, babe? <clears throat> I'll sit down. <laughs> I've been in meetings all the last two weeks, so I'm starting to lose my voice. <laughs> but the Lord is here. Amen. He can Amen. speak through me. So the scripture that the Lord gave me was just so beautiful about the glory of the Lord. And so, Diana, I'm so thankful that you broke into that song at the end. Wow. Let the glory of the Lord rise above us. I'm going to uh, read Isaiah 60 out of the Amplified. So if you've got the Amplified, I'm going to read uh, Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you. So that's what Jesus does. He lifts us up out of that depression. He lifts us up out of that darkness. And he gives us a new day of hope. And he shines his glory upon us. And it says, Rise to a new life. He makes us a new creation. He makes all things new. And then it says, shine and be radiant. Hallelujah. He just shines upon us and gives us a radiant joy in our hearts. And it says, your light has come and the glory of the Lord has been upon you. So that's what the Lord does for us. And we're believing for revival to fall upon this body, but also all of California. 
And that flag that, that I was waving earlier, that's the flag of the nation of Georgia. And they specifically chose that flag because of the revival that's breaking out in that nation. And they designed it to have the one cross in the middle, but then the four crosses in each corner, just to represent the power of the blood of Jesus and the power of the finished work of what Jesus did. And so we just release that revival spirit here and we call it forth in Jesus name, Lord, come and give us your spirit, Lord, arise and shine in our hearts and just lift us up out of that darkness. And then verse two says, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness, all people's but the Lord. So that's how it feels sometimes in this world right now with the darkness, but the Lord, he comes and he saves us and he shines his glory shall be seen upon us. And Lord, that's what we're asking for. And then look at this. The nation shall come by your light and keep and the kings of brightness, your rising will come to you. And so that's what we're just calling forth for the nations to come to the Lord and to turn back to him and to repent and to see his glory and to lift up the name of Jesus. So then verse four says, lift up your eyes around about you and see they all gather themselves together they come to you and beloved that's what's happening in the midst of us it's happening in florida right now it happened in kentucky it happened all around the nation and now it's starting once again and it's happening in florida and we just call it forth for california Lord, come. If you're going to Florida, why not come here to California in Jesus' name? And they come to you, and your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried and nursed in the arms of Jesus. And we're believing that for all of our prodigals, beloved. So if there's any prodigals you're carrying in your heart, this is our scripture. This is our promise. Our sons and our daughters are going to be carried in the arms of Jesus back to reconciliation and freedom and liberty and all of the things that we sang about today. And look at what verse 5 says. Then you shall see and be radiant and your heart shall thrill and tremble with joy at the glorious deliverance and be enlarged because the abundant wealth of the dead sea shall be turned to you and you shall and unto you shall the nations come with their treasure so lord that's what we're just believing for that the hearts of the nations are going to come back to the lord and we're going to see the peace of the lord we're going to see the glory of the lord in the nations and there's going to be reconciliation all across the nations in jesus name we just proclaim it in jesus name that's what we witnessed in pakistan and larry had a witness of that in uh, thailand as well when he was ministering there the lord just fell and reconciliation broke forth and forgiveness and kindness and love and weeping and repentance just fell on the people so lord that's what we're crying out for tonight in jesus name amen, amen. <laughs> good job babe <laughs> Hallelujah. We told Pastor Steve about the Pakistan Leaders Conference. We've done six Zoom crusades and two with Pastor Akiz, who Wes knows. But we told 
The chastening is about Pakistan. Do you know Anand Samuel said, no, I don't know, but one guy in Pakistan. And so we contacted Anand and we did a, a house fellowship with him and then a ladies fellowship with him. He said, will you do a glory to glory conference? Well, sure. Uh, we'll do it from our home on our computer clear out to Pakistan. So we did it. <clears throat> hundred pastors from across the nation. Some walked. Some got a bus. I don't think any were a horse or a donkey. They may have. I don't know. <laughs> we have a joke about that because we live on Bethlehem Road. And when we first moved there, I got to tell you this, I said, honey, honey, oh, you're amazed what I saw. The man leading a donkey and a pregnant woman on the back. She said, really? I said, yeah. And then a daughter, oh, you're teasing <laughs> me. That's about Jesus going to Bethlehem. That's yeah. That we, was hilarious. We keep looking for the donkey. <laughs> anyway, that's that's right. happened. We live off of Bethlehem Road. Praise <laughs> you, Jesus. <laughs> so the pastors came. And they're in a church half the size, I guess. And we gave money so they could be fed. Because if they got money to pay for the transportation, then money for the food. So that was wonderful. And it sounds nice. But Melanie preached about the glory of God. And then I preached about the Holy Spirit falling. <laughs> and we preached 30 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. And guess what happened? The Holy Spirit fell. Right. Now, this is raw awesome. faith. These were full of faith. The poor are rich in faith. And when we said, which I'm going to say a few minutes now, the words of Jesus, they believed it. The testimonies were, at the end, we gave the altar call. All hundred ran to the front. Oh, praise God. They Our did. pastor, Anand, he said, I felt an earthquake shaking me up. I could barely hold my microphone. <laughs> I said, oh, that's cool. His other pastor said, we see angels. We see, I see an angel. I see an angel there. I see an angel there. Praise God. Others Amen. that were sick were instantly healed. And we anointed them, and we sent them out, as the gospel says, to all the nations. And I realized some of these will lay their life down for Christ, because Pakistan is a persecuted country. This is yes. Islamabad, it's in the capital. Karachi is a famous city. Lahore is a famous city. The Punjab, I've been in the Punjab in India, but it's next door to Pakistan, Punjab. Some of these men and women will lay their lives down for Jesus. And I so admire these people. And they went with fervor and ferocity and love for Jesus. And I tell you, you see that, and it changes your life. We were weeping. They weren't just weeping, just weeping. 
Call, call, call the name of Jesus. Call the name of Jesus. (laughs) Whatever he, I guess that's what he said. I don't know. I don't understand one word of Pakistan. Pakistani. So I'm going to talk about the few things I said. that I have a specific message for this church. I I captained it for about, well, the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. I think I'm supposed to give it. So I'm going to give it. I watched Randy on YouTube when he was here. I was so touched by Randy's testimony, what's going on in Thailand. And I'm just so excited. Um, I'm going to reach out to Randy, and we're probably not going to go to Thailand. But um, I'd like to assume crusade, maybe in Thailand, but maybe not. Doesn't matter. Our focus now is Pakistan. Uh, and I won't get into that, doesn't matter. Last words of Jesus, second to last words. Luke 24. Behold, I send the promise of the Father. Wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. The word endued is to clothe. So it's like a big robe from heaven come over you. That's why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an outside physical touch of heaven by Holy Spirit. You can, when you receive Christ, you get the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, it says, Holy Spirit will be with you. Melanie is with me. She's not in me, nor is she upon me. But Holy Spirit is on me, with me, and lives inside me. So this is what he's talking about. And then Acts 1.8, this is the most famous scripture about Pentecost there is. And you shall receive power. I love the power. Had the Holy Ghost come upon you. Oh, that's nice. Well, pray, I got the power. I got the power. Glory to God. Uh, you didn't read the rest of the verse. And you shall be my witnesses. Locally, down the road, the county, Samaria, and under the uttermost parts of the earth. And we sent them out to Lahore, Islamabad, Karachi, India, Afghanistan, and other persecuted there and the uttermost part of the earth. And I thought, that call is talked about by the Apostle Paul. And this is what I want to get to. I'm going to now switch to my phone. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. We know that scripture. Therefore, we also since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Some of those witnesses are the martyrs in Pakistan. And Paul is one of those witnesses. Jesus is one of those witnesses. Peter's with. And do you know everyone that Paul wrote the to was a martyr for the faith? They ever thought about that? When they got that letter, the people that originally read the letter of Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, Corinthians, they all got martyred for their faith. 
the blood of martyrs is all across the New Testament. And Paul, of course, was martyred, but he didn't get martyred right up front. He did a lot, a lot, a lot of ministry all across the world in that area. Let us lay aside, let us, for us too, let us lay aside every weight. And that includes all kind of stuff, depression, oppression, angst, anger, resentment, unforgiveness, and a whole plethora of other things. We have to lay aside this. And the next verse, and the sin that so easily besets us. When the sins we don't talk about much, I'm not talking about the gross stuff, although if you're doing gross stuff, you stop it, Jesus' name. But pride, pride is a big, big deal in the kingdom of God. The absence of pride is a super big deal in the kingdom of God. At Asbury, we were honored and privileged to be at Asbury seven nights. First night, third day of the revival. And there's crowds growing from it started out with 100. And the third night was 1,000, at least 1,000. They just keep pouring in, pouring in. And we had a man named Eric. From Uganda, he's a missionary to Uganda, from South Carolina. He had come and heard about the Esper revival, and he jumped in the car with his family and drove over there, and he was sitting pretty close to us, right? He said, Hi, I'm Eric, I said, I'm Larry, and uh, he said, I got a word from you, from Father. Oh, lay it on me. I want to hear. Father is speaking. Father is speaking to a lot of people in Asbury. Amazing, amazing. He said, uh, you're not going to retire, son. You're going to refire, son. Hot. And you're going to finish well. And you're going to mentor many young people to do what you do. He didn't know anything about me. So the refirement. No retirement is just out of the question. Who would retire when you're having this kind of fun? I don't know. Nobody, really. Refirement. And during that time, they had three issues at Asbury. The first is radical Humility, radical humility. And that's what we saw in the instructors and the president of the university, the speakers. Speakers, they never gave their, their qualifications. Here's Joe, here's Bill, here's Sue, here's Frank. The president of the university got up and said, Hi, my name's Kevin. And I just want to tell you, we want to be very careful with the Holy Spirit. We do not want to grieve this precious Holy Spirit who's invading our atmosphere with his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. We have three things here, radical humility, radical gratitude, and radical generosity. And that was the theme of these two explosive weeks of the Holy Spirit. The next couple of days, it was at 4,000. 
the last day, they shut the city down. The city, these 8,000 people, they shut it down because the, <laughs> the city was overrun, not with bandits, overrun with people seeking the Lord Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. 30,000 people crowded the street. There's no place to eat, no place to park. And they said, you got to shut it down. They asked Asbury to shut it down. Asbury shut it down by saying, we bequeath this revival to everyone that will take it. Run with it. Go with it. Go with it. And as Melanie said, Florida State University is experiencing it right now. Thousands are being swept in the kingdom. They're being baptized in the Fountain right up front of the big state, big stadium, something there. Praise God. Texas A&M is not a Christian school. Overrun with the power of God. Many, many Christian universities are being overrun with the power of God. Jesus will not be stopped. He will not be stopped. He will have his way with all of us if we let him. Let us run with endurance. The race is set before us, looking unto Jesus, not each other, the author and the finisher of faith, who the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of Majesty and I. Now, several issues here. Now, let me switch to my notes on my phone. I guess that's why you don't use handheld when you use your phone. I watched Pastor Steve do this last Sunday. Hmm. I know it's in here. I just had it. Um. I know what it says. It first says, run the race set before you. Now I'm a trackster, I was a trackster in, in high school. And you set your focus down the track, and if it's over there, you run this way. Single-minded, single focus. You don't look to the side. That'll beat you every time. You don't run like this. That'll slow you down. But there's an illustration that Peter, Peter just got reconciled back to Jesus. It's John 21. And Jesus said, feed my sheep, tend my lamb, feed my sheep. And she just got this from Jesus. And she, I'm sure he's got his arm around Peter. I love you, Peter. I love you, Peter. I love you, Peter. And there's John. And Peter couldn't resist it. He said, what about him? Oh, man, that is looking to the side. You know, run the race that way. And Jesus said, he didn't. I don't think Jesus did that, but I would have. If I want John to stay on earth until I come back, what's that to you? Follow me. 
What was the first word she spoke to Peter? Follow me. Well, the last word she spoke to Peter, follow me. The message did not change. Follow me. Some of us fell off our horse. All you have to do is get back on. Some of you got offended because no one accepted you in your family, maybe. Well, too bad. They didn't accept Jesus in the family either. We need to grow up and go on with Jesus. I'm just really straight. Some of you got offended because you had words of knowledge or, or words and Direction God has called you to go, and He will reactivate you. And that's true of every believer, no matter what has taken place. Paul said, Forgetting those things that lie behind, forget them. Forget the Yelpit. Yeah, I don't care about the Yelpit. Yeah, there's not a single Yelpit yeah, in the Bible. There's some buts, but no Yelpit. Yeah, Jesus is calling us. Take up your cross. Follow him. Don't look back. Don't look back. The race is set this way. Are you going to run it? Do you want to run it? I'm going to pray tonight for all of you that you'll get on the horse again. Now, some of you have not gotten off the horse. That's not my point. But some of you have. I understand that. There's a... Uh, movie called Chariots of Fire. Most of us saw it years ago. And there's a scene that's about Eric Little. When he first runs the race with the French. And he is fouled and knocked off the course. And this is a pre-qualification for the Olympics. And he gets back up and does every bit of strength he can. And he wins the race this far. Almost impossibility. I showed that film 2014 and Maribel had been pronounced dead. And I was scheduled to preach here. And Pastor Steve Gracious he didn't have to preach. I said, oh, oh, I want to preach. I want to preach. I need to get back on my horse. I showed that film. And I said, get back up. Holy Spirit speaking to me. Get back up. Get back up. And I did. You know what took place? I went 19 times to the nation of Thailand. One time Wes went with me. And Kip went with me. And Steve Kwan went with me. And others went with him. Melanie. Yay, that she's my favorite companion. <laughs> Way different if your wife goes with you. <laughs> right, babe? They called her Barbie. <laughs> and that's a compliment in Thailand, not an insult. What if I hadn't gotten up? How many thousand Buddhists would be going to hell tonight if I had not gone? How many thousands of Buddhists would not have been healed 
by the touch of Jesus because I didn't go. What's he calling you to do? What's he, where's he calling you to go? See, I don't know your calling. I know my calling. We moved to Kentucky, and they don't know us in Kentucky. This church, the church there, nice church, they love us, but they don't know anything we've ever done. I've only spoken one time in a get-together. And the devil said, it's over for you, Bubby. It's all over. So when Eric and Asbury said, refire him, Lord, refire him, that was a major big deal to me. And we took that and began to grow with that. And then when Pastor Keith reached out to me, he said, yes, we'll do it. Yes. So now we're full board toward Pakistan. Thank you, Jesus. And wherever else God will send us, doesn't matter. Keep going. Keep going for Jesus. It's worth it all. Because there will be a day. And for me, it's probably sooner other than the rapture, sooner than most of you. There'll be a day when you'll stand before the master, Jesus. Oh, how beautiful he is. He'll say, well done, son. Well done. Look at all the people that have come to me because you went. What's he called you to do? Raise up a church? Become a pastor? Those are the most common things that are talked about. How about being a nurse? Or going to be a doctor or a lawyer? Boy, they, they would profession need Jesus. They need Jesus. Teacher, how about educating children? How about caring for children? How about interceding for the nations? That's a vital, vital ministry on the face of earth. Vital. We do it now, what, six, seven years, I think, Pastor. And we do it now in the cold, the wind, the rain in Kentucky. We've done only two or three inside, and the rest we just kind of purpose to be outside. And you hear the wind of the Holy Spirit coming. We hear the bells ringing. We make every sound and thing be part of the script, because there is no script. <laughs> we're in the city at Christmas, we're in the city of Nazareth. We say, we're in Nazareth, Nazareth, Kentucky. <clears throat> and, it's, and it's a one, it's a community of the Catholic Church, the Daughters of Charity. And they have a beautiful cathedral, and they have a clarion. And as we're speaking, the bells begin to ring. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The bells are ringing for you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We glorify your name. That's what you do. That's our nation's prayer. It's different than here. It's, it's much more involved, but we love it. We love it. And uh, um, some people say, where are you coming next year? Next week, I don't know, we'll be somewhere. The Lord will tell us before Saturday comes. Thank you, Jesus. Worth it all. What he's called you to do. If you have no idea, I would suggest tonight that you ask, Jesus, what have you called me to do? The call
callings and the gifting of God without repentance. He does not withdraw. No matter what you did, no matter what happened to you, he didn't say, oh, okay, you don't get anymore. That's not true. That's not true. You can't undo what God gave you. You can refuse to do it. But tonight is about going out and doing it. He wants us to do it, just like that Nike thing is. Just do it. Stand up and do it. That's what he wants us to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks be to God. Listen to this. Second, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Yay! Yay! We thank you, Jesus, for the victory. Thank you. But do you know the next verse? Anyone know the next verse? Therefore, beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. When the true work of the Lord is never in vain, it always bears fruit. We're supposed to be bearing fruit. Fruit bearers, not fruit pickers, but fruit bearers. And then Jesus says in John 15, 16, he says, you didn't choose me. Don't even think that. I chose you. That you would go and bear fruit, and your fruit would last. And everything, anything, you ask of the Father in my name, I'll do it. Whew. See how important it is? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. John 20, 21. Jesus appeared. The disciples, out of nowhere, just, there he is. He said, peace to you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. I send you. He repeated, he said that first in John 17. And then he says it in the end of John 20. 21. And then he says, very key, receive the Holy Spirit. And the next verse, next part of the verse is, whosoever sins, you forgive. They are forgiven. Whose sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. You think there's importance about forgiveness? You don't want to go overseas our own next doors, as far as that's concerned, or to the high school, <laughs> right west, uh, without having forgiven all the people you have fought against. You don't want to do that, because you're going to walk into a barrage of wickedness. But when you walk with the Spirit, forgiving and loving and caring, you're invincible because of what Jesus does and does in you. Let's all stand up. I think I've spoken enough. So I have several questions to ask of you. Who will get back on the horse? Who will run again? 
the race that was set out for you specifically. Who will pick up the ball. Some of you drop the ball. Football term. Who will pick the ball up and run for the touchdown. <laughs> the Super Bowl, I watch one second. I don't do that. I don't like that stuff. But pick up the ball. And the overall, who is willing to try it again? Who is willing? It's a man that stood there four or five years ago. Came for salvation. And he said, I remember what he said. He said, you want to receive Jesus? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. That insulted me. I said, listen to me. Jesus took the shot that you could have salvation. Do you want this or not? Well, you bet I do. Why not? He came to Christ. All that matters. <laughs> All I have to do is come to Jesus tonight. So if you want to get back on the horse, if you want to run the race, no matter what's happening. I don't care. I don't give a real, I don't care your story. Jesus knows your story. It doesn't matter. I can match stories with anybody. But who cares? It isn't about my story. It's about the story of Jesus. He's the one that we're serving. He's the one that we're focusing on. How many of you run a race, a physical trackster? How many people run a track? Not too many of us. Maybe five. I thought maybe 10 or 15. You got to have inspiration. You set your eye on the goal. It's like Peter and Paul talks about. And, but there's someone at the finish line. And his name is Jesus. He's the guy that's got the holes in his hands. This guy. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You can do it. You can do it. Run. And in track language, kick now. Kick. Kick. Let me kick your feet behind faster than ever before. And you come closer and closer and closer and closer. And you come on. I know. I know. You're, you're almost there. Almost there. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You made it the way, son. And he grabs you, holds you, because you ran the race. And laid your life down for Jesus. And what about the martyrs? <clears throat> they laid their life down for him. They ran the race. And now there's laid up for them and for those that love his appearing, the crown of righteousness. Jesus said, for me to finish well, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, I fought the good fight. I finished the race, finished the course, and I kept the faith. Would that be said of you? I fought the good fight, whatever that entails. I finished the course, I finished the race, and I kept the faith. 
And now there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, not just for me, but all those that loved Jesus appearing. This is what this is about. Dearly beloved, we love you. We honor you. We respect you. But we beg you, beg you, get back on the horse. Come forward to receive the touch of Jesus, to keep running, keep running, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let the offense lay aside. Pastor Steve, a few years ago, preached a, pre preached a message, and he said, it's an offense. This is a sin. Take an offense. I don't know if you remember that statement. It's pretty profound. And so a couple weeks later, I'm in a church in Santa Paula, in a beautiful Spanish church. And then a hundred children. But I'm the speaker. And they're taking up my time. About a half-hour program. <laughs> God has a way, let me tell you. So I'm going to tell myself. <clears throat> <laughs> and I was getting offended by the children. How can you get offended by a little child? That's just stupid, just arrogant. That's, that's, that's pride. And so I, said, oh, and I heard Steve Demar's voice in my head. It's a sin to take offense. Oh, okay. I heard, I heard it past Steve. Okay. Sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Five minutes later, they stopped and I preached. God has a way if you listen to him. Listen to him. So, who wants it? It's all open down here. Come forward. Come forward. If you want this, we lay hands on everybody that wants it. To go forth. Go forth. Go forth. In Jesus' name. to give you what God wants to give you, all right? Thank I don't probably need the microphone.
for those of you who are waiting, don't waste this time. The Lord can show up way before Larry gets to you. Step in. It's him we're looking for. It's Jesus we're waiting on. Jesus is the one we're waiting to touch us. He can speak to you right now where you are. He is speaking. Open your heart to hear. Open your heart to listen. Hallelujah for the man of God, but don't wait on the man of God. The man of God is Jesus Christ. That's what Larry said, and he's here in the room, right here, and he's moving among us. He's moving in your midst right now. Open your heart to receive. Come to him with joyful expectation. Open your hearts, open your ears, open your eyes. Lord, open my eyes to see what you want me to see right now, God.
out the buckets back up front again. If anyone would like to give an offering for Larry and Melanie, you can. And if anyone's online and you want to give to them, feel free to go ahead and give in our app and then just in the memo put Bingman's or Larry. And so if you want to give at home to Larry and Melanie's ministry, feel free. We'd love to have that to give to them. Thank you. that I may know him guide, please go to amazon.com and search Steve Dittmar. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please like.